guys and welcome back. So we're going to start in chapter 19, Nursing Care of Patients with Immune Disorders. Um, this one is not as painful as it seems like it's going to be. It's a little long, but it's just broken down into different types. So I went through and filled out patho sheets for this. So the type 1 hypersensitivity reaction is going to have to do with histamine. Um, and when a histamine is released, it causes vasodilation, bronchoconstriction, mucus secretion, and a vascular permeability occurs. Um, so this is going to include five different things. We have allergic rhinitis, atopic dermatitis or eczema, anaphylaxis, urticaria, or angioedema. Okay, so the first one we have is allergic rhinitis. This is the most common form of an allergy. All year is called perennial allergic rhinitis. And if it's just seasonal, it's hay fever, which I feel like we've heard a lot. And this is a result of an antigen antibody reaction. Um, signs and symptoms are going to be sneezing, nasal itching, runny nose, itchy red eyes, pale cyanotic, edematous nasal mucosa. Um, you're going to do skin testing or a RAST test. And then you have your medications. Um, I'm just going to go through these really quickly. So then you have atopic dermatitis or your eczema. This is a familiar chronic inflammatory skin response and this is mediated by the IgE antibodies and it is a defect in epithelial cells when we see the epithelial is on the outside and that's where we see eczema so I think eczema IgE antibodies and epithelial cells um, and then you can look at the um, signs and symptoms diagnostic tests and therapeutic measures for these so anaphylaxis um, I know we've heard this a million times too this is a severe systemic type reaction um, and it can cause uh, cephalos, uh, some of the causes can be cephalosporins, penicillin, sulfonam, uh, sulfonamides, anticonvulsants, NSAID egg, nuts, shellfish, wheat, latex, MSG, uh, bucephites, venom. And this is when IgE attaches to mast cells and it causes a widespread release of histamine. When we say widespread or systemic, that means the whole thing starts shutting down. Um, and your signs and symptoms are going to be severe um, strider apprehension wheezing drowsy dyspnea restlessness um, low um, low blood pressure cramping tachycardia diarrhea um, you're going to need an epipen for this most likely oxygen trach tube ventilation antihistamines corticosteroids so this one is serious then you have urticaria which is your hives um, triggered by a reaction of ige antibodies so far we've been dealing with e um, release of mast cell contents and histamine, and this cause, uh, is caused by meds, food, chemicals, cold, heat, pressure, stress, um, and people that are susceptible to hives would be uh, people with systemic lupus, um, arithmetosis, SLE, lymphoma, hyper hyperthyroidism, or cancer, um, and these are going to be lesions that are raised pruritic, non-tender, and, and erythematous wheels on the skin. So we know um, that we're most likely going to need an EpiPen for these corticosteroids, antihistamines, um, antibody therapy. Then we have angioedema, and this is a result of vascular permeability, and it's acquired or hereditary. Um, so the angio, Angie has edema in her face is what I think of. Um, it's going to usually be on the face, eyes, and lips, and it's uh, usually acute localized swelling of the skin, mucosa, and submucosa. When you think mucosa, think the inside of your mouth is what I think. Um, it can be caused by hypersensitivity, physical stimuli, autoimmune disease or infection, ACE inhibitors, NSAIDs, or C1 INH. Okay, and those are your type 1s. So we have allergic rhinitis, eczema, anaphylaxis, hives, and angioedema.
and then we have our type 2, and there's only one of these. Um, so this involves the destruction of cells or a substance that has an antigen attached to cell membrane, and it's sensed by IgG or IgM. So there's an antigen marker, um, and it's sensed that it's foreign, and so phagocytosis is going to occur where it eats it. Um, sometimes antigens on RBCs can be sensed as foreign, and it can destroy them. So when you think of destruction of RBCs, you're going to think of a hemolytic transfusion reaction. So you're going to monitor vitals. You're going to stay with your patient for 15 minutes after a transfusion. You're going to give meds as ordered. Um, you're not going to do this as an LPN, but we need to know what to look for in case we ever get left alone with a patient like this. So this is when it's incompatible with surface antigens on RBCs are transfused, such as ABO or RH, the rhesus. Um, so patient antibodies attach to foreign antigens and destroy red blood cells. Rapid lysis is going to occur and um, it's going to block vessels. So we give somebody the wrong type of blood, their body's going to attack it, it's going to tear it up, lysin it, so it's not eating it, it's cutting it up or thinking that's cutting it in half. And so those have to go somewhere. It's going to block your blood vessels and that can cause ischemia. So this is very dangerous. It can cause low, low back, flank pain, urticaria, hypotension, anxiety, fever, wheezing, tachypnea, tachycardia, chills, dyspnea. And for this, you're going to do the Coombs test. Um, therapeutic measures would be like a Rogam. So that is type 2. Type 3 um, also only has one. So this involves immune complexes formed by antigens and antibodies of the IgG type. So a uh, patient is going to be sensitized initially to an antigen, and then a later reaction will occur. And this is usually localized and involves um, over several hours. So we're going to monitor their pain, provide med uh, relief, observe for signs and symptoms of hypovolemia. Um, and then we're going to have uh, oral replacement therapy, um, maintain fluids as ordered. And this is going to be your serum sickness. So this is similar to um, the type 2, the hemolytic reaction. So antigen-antibody complexes form and lodge in small vessels. So we're seeing that something is lodged. But with the hemolytic type 2, if they're going to be lysed and they're going to get stuck, for serum sickness, we have an antigen-antibody complex form, and they're going to lodge in small vessels. And it's usually after administration of penicillin or sulfonamide. So think of um, serum as like a serum I think of a drug serum meaning like blood sickness so um, say I'm allergic to penicillin somebody gives me penicillin I'm gonna have blood sickness so my antibody antigen complexes are gonna form and they're gonna start getting lodged in small vessels this is usually seven days to three weeks after exposure um, and with uh, severe it can be uh, urticaria or angioedema you can have fever malaise muscle uh, soreness Arthralgia, splenomegaly, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, lymph, uh, lymphantheodemopathy. I said that word way wrong. Um, you're going to focus on the symptoms and you're going to give antipyretics, analgesics, and anti-inflammatories. That is type 3. And then you have your type 4, which is a delayed reaction. Um, when sensitized, T lymphocyte comes in contact with a particular antigen to which it is sensitized. Um, for these, we're going to identify and document skin lesions. We're going to keep our fingernails clean and short. And then we're going to apply clean white cotton clothing at bedtime. Gentle rub instead of scratching. Uh, tepid baking soda baths and colloid oatmeal baths. Knowledge of the disease is very important. We're going to identify barriers. Uh, wear a medical ID. Um, bracelet wash with brown soap. So this is going to be your contact dermatitis. Think contact and dermatitis. Think of what the word means when you get to the test. Start to break it down and think about what, what do I know about this? So if you know, 
then you know what you don't know. Um, contact meaning it's something that's going to touch your skin, right? So it's going to be a substance or a chemical that comes into contact with your skin and it's going to bind with haptins. So it happened to bind with your skin. So first contact, you're going to have no reaction and then seven to 10, day to, seven to 10 days later, T memory cells are going to form on exposure now. T memory activate the T cells and secrete chemicals that make the symptoms. So like poison oak, poison ivy are the most common and then you have your latex rubber which can be deadly. Um, so you're going to see red pyritic, fragile vesicles, um, and secondary infections. So there will be an assessment of the skin through lesion uh, biopsy, culture patch testings, and we're going to control the symptoms. We're going to give antihistamines and corticosteroids. So anything that comes into contact with your skin is going to cause contact dermatitis. And we're going to think it binds to the haptins, releases a chemical, and we normally see this as poison oak, poison ivy, and latex rubber. And then you have your transplant rejection, and this has to be the most awful thing that I can imagine because you are getting um, a new organ, but what does that mean? That means that someone else had to die. Um, and then for that to happen and then for your body to reject it is also, I mean, you're, it feels like you're losing both ways. So we have a transplant rejection. This is a type 4. Um, transplanted tissue is considered foreign material and you will have to take lifelong immunosuppressants so that your body doesn't fight it. So your lymphocytes become sensitized during a phase and destroy it through chemicals and macrophage activity if you are not taking the immunosuppressants. Um, so the signs and uh, symptoms are going to be dependent on the involvement and they're going to reflect failure on organ tissue. So if you had um, kidney transplant and your kidneys are starting to fail, then you're going to see renal failure symptoms, that kind of thing. Um, the complications can be infection, death, total organ failure. You can do a biopsy, scan, blood test, arteriography, ultrasonography. Um, your therapeutic measures are going to be your medication, transfusion, and radiation. So you're going to look for signs and symptoms of failure, and you're going to teach um, your patient to avoid people who are sick because you're immunocompromised, and you don't want to um, further irritate that. So I want to bounce back through these really quickly before we go on to the autoimmune disorders. So type 1 is going to be your allergic rhinitis. Um which is an antibody antigen reaction. The puzzle pieces aren't working out. You have atopic dermatitis, which is your eczema, and this is familial chronic inflammatory skin response, and it's a defect in epithelial cells, so eczema, IgE, epithelial. And you have anaphylaxis. We know this is a severe systemic reaction where IgE attaches to mast cells and it releases a widespread amount of histamines. And you have your urticaria, which is your hives, and this is triggered by the IgE antibodies, and it releases mast cells, contents, and histamines. Um, then we have our angioedema, which is a result of vascular permeability, and it's acquired or hereditary. These are all type 1. Type 2 is just going to be your hemolytic transfusion reaction, where your body does not agree with what's being put in. It's going to destroy all of those red blood cells through lysis, and those are going to block your blood vessels and can cause ischemia. Then you have type 3, which is your serum sickness. They gave me a serum and it made me sick. Usually happens with penicillin or sulfonamide. Antigen antibody complexes form and lodge in small vessels. Then you have your type 4, which is your delayed reaction. It's going to be your contact dermatitis, anything that comes in contact with your dermis, your skin. Substance chemical comes into contact with the skin and binds with haptins. No reaction for a while. Then your memory cells form. This is usually poison oak or latex. Um, and that's going to release chemicals that give you your symptoms and irritate your skin. Then you have your transplant rejection. Transplanted tissue is considered foreign and you have to take lifelong immunosuppressants. Um, so lymphocytes become sensitized and they're going to destroy it through chemicals and macrophage activity.